Oh, Paul, I'm in so much pain, man. What what's causing your pain? Existence. Back to the Tipsy Theology Podcast. <laughs> hey. If you couldn't tell by the intro, we're talking about suffering. Yes. And the book of Job. I don't know if those two things go together. I've never read Job. So So I don't know a whole lot, but I don't think they do. I think we're kind of reaching ah, we're gonna get we're beyond gonna, our it's gonna be nice. <laughs> uh, and it's also a special uh gin day. We're doing gins and gins and, and gins. Gin? <laughs> this is like a if we ever do one on like generations, this is like Gen Z. <laughs> Such a bad joke. Gen Z. That'd be a cool Gen Z bottle. Oh, wait. We want to do the fancy one today. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, we'll start, start with the fancy bottle. So I I used your method. I just mm-hmm. picked the fanciest bottle I could see. Ooh. Today's the day we find out. Is it still true? Fancy bottle. I like the smell. Yeah, I'll go ahead and smell it. Smell it. Give it a little sniff. Ooh, herby. Yeah. It smells like gin to me. It does smell like gin. <laughs> All right, let's see. Do you want to hear something embarrassing? Yeah, go for it. So, I I have to remind myself constantly it's Jim Beam and not Jim Bean. I was always confused, like, oh yeah, Jim Bean, like Bush's baked beans. Bush's baked. Beans. I was like, why are, why would they call it that? And now I look and it's like Beam. Why would they call it that? It's, it's Jim Bean to me. Yeah. It's you. Got sassy train today. <laughs> sassy train in the studio. Bottoms up. It's still on, man. It's not I bad. I like it. It's, after, it's a little alcohol at the aftertaste, but. Yeah, I don't mind that, actually. This is like a, it's a less. Yeah, the afternoons really aren't that floral. So it's got like a harder hit to it. Yeah, up front was pretty floral though. Yeah, it's true. That's not bad though. So this I will is prominently prominently display it. Guys, I I'm pretty exhausted today. I drove down from Georgia this morning. Georgia. I've been uh, doing the slow move to Atlanta. This will be my last episode in studio. That's so sad. For now. Yeah. Then we're gonna be doing we're gonna do some remote stuff. Yeah. Which is. Kind of crazy. Ooh, that Pims is pretty, isn't it? It's like, like caramel. I kind of wish their bottle looked a little nicer, but I still like it. Yeah, it's just nothing f- super fancy, you know. Yeah, it's still kind of cool. All right, cheers. All right. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? You want to do that that fast, back to back? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Pims so is good, good, man. Pims is good. You know, it's funny. So a friend of mine was like, yeah, don't drink it straight because it's so bitter. Bro. And it might still be true. Maybe I'm just an alcoholic. That, it's, <laughs> it's not better than anything else we're drinking on here. I'll it's tell you true. that. It tastes pretty sweet after that gin. But hey, we're doing something a little special today. Like you said, we're doing some gin, but that was only two shots. Yeah. What are we doing now? I lost track already. Wait a minute. <laughs> I forgot the beer. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're not doing beer today. <laughs> what yeah. are we doing, Annie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're drinking uh, gin spritzer. And what are we using here? Boom. Seven brothers from The Ohio. seven broheimers. Can you see that? Sweet. So as soon as we drink this, we're going straight to the topic, right? I think we're going right into it. You don't have any other life As soon as you take the first sip. You know what? My life, nothing's been too crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy right now. I'm just kind of enjoying this. It's hot right now. <laughs> 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 That's true. I'm finally experiencing my first like official leading into Florida oh, summer. Florida summer, yeah. Mm. It's it's hot. It's gonna be brutal, man. Yeah. yeah, I remember down here in September last year, and I was skateboarding like every day because I was on vacation. Like, pff, why not? Yeah, I would come back just sweating, <laughs> like, just drenched. You thought I swam? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, the gin spritzer is a nice drink to yeah cool us down. It's true. Speaking of suffering, Florida <laughs> summer. This one's the Florida summer. <laughs> yeah, come find out what hell's like. This is us in well, Lakeland, Florida. So I'll, I'll I'll say real quick before we jump straight into it. That's the funny thing. I'll give a little little personal info here. Is that so? I've lived in Ohio pretty much my entire life. It's a it's a very cold and it gets pretty hot sometimes, but not like here. <laughs> so the majority of my clothes are all like cotton and like thicker clothing. And I realize now that, oh, you don't own those clothes here. <laughs> so I need to buy new clothes. No. Yeah, I've got I've got about two swimsuits and three white t-shirts and that's, Dang. that's all I wear during the summer. That makes sense. It works. <laughs> it works. All cheers. Right, cheers. <laughs> That's refreshing. That is refreshing. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that one. Nice work. Annie, Trey makes... you, you think? Good? Did you like it? Five stars. Five stars Five stars. Good deal. Nice work. Yeah, Trey mixed these up for us today. That's going to be really easy to drink. I know. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Mmm. I like the mint in there. You did a good job. All right. So let's let's start with, 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 uh, with Job. Yes. Tell, tell us a little bit about Job. So, let me consult my notes here. I wrote stuff down because I was like, hey, there's good stuff in here. I don't want to forget. So, I'll start with just the basic stuff that I think most people might know, but I'll say it anyway. So, <laughs> Job is considered one of the three wisdom literatures. Yeah. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. Mm-hmm. So, Proverbs uh, observes that God is just and fair. The good are rewarded and the wicked are punished. Nice and simple, right? You get what you deserve. God is wise and just. Then Ecclesiastes goes ahead and says, actually, life is unpredictable and hard to comprehend, kind of like smoke. <laughs> um, the world isn't always fair. And then he, he, he basically asked the question based on Proverbs' claim, God is wise and just. And he says, is God wise and just? <laughs> and then we have Job, who's just like an exploration of this question. He's like, yeah, he is. <laughs> no, he's not. He's like, yeah, he is. is he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what we see in Job. It's kind of response to these two back-to-back statements. One of them, Ecclesiastes never really goes ahead and says God isn't. He just says, is he? Because this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And Job is kind of us exploring that, like, why doesn't this make sense? Yeah, and that's that's what I appreciate about Job so much is it's like that you think you're getting into this book to to find <laughs> out why is there suffering? No, 
There's not an answer. You don't learn anything. <laughs> There's not an answer. Yeah, and I think that's what's tough. I I often in my to myself, other people might do this too. I relate Job to like one of Plato's dialogues. We're bringing Plato back into this because <laughs> in the sense of of like they they pick something like oh let's talk about courage, and they sit and talk about it for a couple hours, and they're like eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of where we lead with Job in some ways. He gets to the end and he's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Not totally, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, we so don't get answers. We don't get answers. We don't really get an answer. We, what we do get, I'll say this up front, what we do get is, uh, well, from these, from the friends, we get, yeah. you know, the common philosophies of the day of why there is evil. Mm-hmm. And Job seems, the book itself seems to be saying, that's not it. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's you know, it's not giving us an answer, but it's saying, hey, this is still not the best way to look at it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's true, because we have the three friends. Um, it's funny, because no one really talks about Elihu that much. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he kind of talks, and everyone's like, all right. <laughs> all right. I, nobody really cared, man. Yeah, it's like, true. Nobody asked you here. And it's funny, because he probably had the most nuanced idea yeah. of it. <laughs> well, he was the only one with a Hebrew name, too. That's true. Yeah, everyone else is a non-Israelite. <laughs> so it, it's funny with that, because, yeah, we do have the three friends that are kind of approaching it with this proverbian, that's me trying to be fancy and say proverbs in a, in a way that fits my sentence, <laughs> in, like in that approach of like, oh, this, if you did good, then you get good. If you do bad, you get bad. You're getting bad, so you probably did bad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then Job responds to each one of them saying like, but I didn't do bad. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. It's kind yeah. of that Ecclesiastian view mm-hmm. then. Yeah, but- it, And we jo- see those two things go head to head. And knowing the context of the story, Job's not wrong. Right. And, it's like, and that's the funny thing. That is Because we know way. he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> that's how the book opens up. He's righteous, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, the, the Satan's like, Hey, he's, I love that you said he's, that he's got it. He's got it made in the shade, man. Why don't you just bring <laughs> down some, some brimstone on this man and then see what he's like. All right. Yeah. And so I want to start with that too, even though I guess we technically already started. Yeah, I was about to say, did we not start yet? We, we started already. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, just, I'm just talking. Um, but yeah, let's look at that in the beginning. Cause it, it's interesting cause I've heard a lot of different approaches to this. Yep. Because we see, we see God in his, you know, his divine council, um, the sons of God. We see them all kind of get together. They're going to be like, hey, what's going on? This is our report, basically. <laughs> and we see, and then Satan was also there, capital S. Hmm. And everyone's like, oh, wow, Satan's allowed into God's throne room. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. I'm like, hmm. They're homies. All right. <laughs> Hanging out on the weekends. And it, it, ever since I've always heard that, I've been like, huh. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't, up. doesn't really make sense. Mm-mm. Doesn't make sense to me, um, and then I started looking into the. Like, no, don't do the chocolate. Don't eat it. <laughs> so for those listening, I I always bring a bowl here, usually with pretzels in it. But we had gin today, so I was like, hey, pretzels don't really work with that. So I brought nuts and chocolate, and I forgot that as soon as Trey just thinks about chocolate, he starts to fall asleep. Puts me to bed, man. And he is tempted like no other. It's just like right there. I keep reaching for it, and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Later. Not yet. Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> this is my suffering. Which goes into what we're talking about right yeah, now, actually. I didn't even think about it. I did it. It's kind of a little fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that. So when you start to look into the Hebrew of it, it's actually ha-satan. Hmm. And ha is a particle 
definite article, not particle. It's a definite article. <laughs> that means the, basically. It's the, it's the English equivalent. So it's not the Satan. That's kind of weird. I mean, that's it. That is what it says. It says the mm-hmm. Satan. Yeah. It doesn't say Satan. It says the Satan. Mm-hmm. And so the way I heard it explained was that Hebrew is a lot like English in this sense that it doesn't tolerate or doesn't really permit a an art like a definite article in front of a proper personal pronoun. So we're not going to say the tray. I do, but that that's that's a, a medical condition. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so it would make sense that it's a title. <laughs> so what does the title mean? What is all what does all this mean, Paul? What are you saying right now? <laughs> I'm just watching Annie stare at her glass. <laughs> There's a lot going on right now. There's so much happening right now. So what what does that mean, Trey? I I what I understand it to mean is is the accuser. Yeah. So the Satan is being used like we use the word angel. It's a it's a job title. An angel is a messenger. Oh, so God created the accuser to do what? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's and that's kind of where we pick up in the story. We see God ask the Satan, the Satan, from where have you come? <laughs> and he just says, I've been to and fro and all over the place and whatever. <laughs> and it's like, we don't really pay that any mind because we've already had our own pre- preconceived notions into it. But when you look at it with the view of this, it, he's just saying, I've been doing my job. <laughs> so he's like, because the, the, the role of the Satan is to go throughout the earth and basically just look at who's doing good things, who's doing bad things, and he records it. Hmm. And then he accuses people based on that. That's kind of, that's his thing. He's He's the accuser. And so God says... All right, so you've been doing your job, so you've probably seen Job, right? <laughs> He's pretty good. <laughs> and then th- this is where this is where the story gets really interesting because we see we see the Satan kind of go above his pay grade, as it were. <laughs> okay. And he accuses God. <laughs> He's just like, eh, That's what he does, man, is his job title. You don't really get it, though. <laughs> God's like, Job's pretty awesome. He's he's doing some good stuff, and the Satan's like, Nah. <laughs> He's doing good because you you reward you rewarded him. Mm-hmm. If you took all that away, he wouldn't be so good. We see we see him basically telling God like you don't really know Job the way I know Job. <laughs> so he's he's challenging God's faith or God's um God's omniscience and his wisdom. Mm. And that's a big claim to make. That's a big challenge to sure. make. And so this is where we see God be like, all right. I'll take you up on that challenge. <laughs> let's see. Do whatever you want to do, except for kill him. And let's see who's right. <laughs> I'm glad God's a betting man. Because I am too. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so yeah, so so take over. That's that's kind of my like summary of the beginning of like this is this is the pretext to what we're getting into. It's kind of a it's a challenge. It, it, it's it, I think it's a two sided question in the sense of we're looking at Later on with Job, we're looking at the suffering and how his journey of dealing with that and struggling with that, wrestling mm-hmm. with that. And then we also see in the beginning kind of what may be leading to this, this, compl- this really complex world of someone is challenging God's authority and God's saying like, all right, you sure? <laughs> hmm. Okay, that's interesting the way you look at that. 
I, I'm wondering. Let's let's just let's just confirm this for the audience. Do you, yeah. Do you believe that Job is like a historical book? I knew you're gonna ask that. I, I feel like it's important that we get that in in, in words. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And so what's funny is there's so the I look at it two ways. So I'm more inclined to say Job is a narrative. Mm-hmm. It's a story. Um, it doesn't mean that there isn't historical context to it. There's no historical truth to it. But we can't, there's nothing that we can make that claim based on. The story doesn't really give us anything that we can say it was this time period, and it gives us some details, but there's really not a lot. And I think because it's not really important, mm-hmm. but because there's so much Hebrew poetry inside of it, especially with the dialogues between the two, it's so so dense in that sense. I think that I'm more inclined to say it's a narrative. It's yeah. a story. It's There's nothing historical about it. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to die on that hill cause I don't really think it matters. Oh, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> kind of a cop out answer, but it's still a good yeah, answer. But overall I would say, I know there's people who would argue with it. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, I've heard good arguments on both sides of it. Um, if you can find the arguments, they're hard to find. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the author kind of, it, it, to me, the way he, he uses such sparse detail. He he uses the land of Uz, which is not. Yeah. I, I can't remember if that's even a real place. Uh, and then there's all these non-Hebrew people. Like that's the are, other part of it too. It's a Hebrew talking about non-Hebrews. Yeah, exactly. And where where do these non-Hebrews get their you know rules to live by to be righteous, right? Yeah. And like, why why is Job making sacrifices to a god that is not yeah. his god, right? Yeah. Anyways, so I think I feel like the author is just is trying to make it clear here, like, hey, it's not really a matter of history here. It's about it's yeah, it's what's the narrative here? What what do we pull out of this? Like, and I think it it helps the story that they aren't, especially the friends are are not Israelites because of the philosophy they approach with it. It is the philosophy of the day. Exactly. So I I feel like the biggest claim for this is not actual history is the friends because yeah, they're, they're like. They basically represent these different philosophies, these yeah. three different huge philosophies of the day. And yeah. Like, all right, we're going to go through the – and even one of them, who is not a Jewish name, uses mm-hmm. the Jewish you know, philosophy of the day. Yeah. Like the uh, – it rains on the unjust, right? Yeah. That's the first claim is, hey, you must have done something wrong right. because God is just, yeah. right? So I yeah we don't have to get into the details of it but yeah well I'll I'll be I wouldn't mind it but I just don't have a lot to offer in that sense yeah <laughs> um yeah because I think that yeah like you said I think the story lends to the fact that it's just a story but I don't think it matters one way or the other no I mean the the essence is there either way right so yeah and and so the the way I've come to understand Job and and his relation to the problem of suffering. Mm-hmm. One, we don't turn to Job to get an answer to suffering, <laughs> right? But because it, and and this is part of the reason why it's a wisdom book is because this is still how we act in the midst of suffering. Yeah, right. It, 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 yeah, it's totally. Job is a model for for right for asking the right questions, right? Yeah, because at one point he does accuse God, mm-hmm. and was he wrong to do that? And you know, what's funny about that? Do you ask that because? Then we see God come down, <laughs> and then He's after like, hey, you don't know about nothing. 
Because, yeah, after he's like, all right, Job, you don't get it. Like, you're pretty stupid. You're pretty finite. I am, like, supremely intelligent. Like, there's no way, even if I gave you an answer, you'd even begin to understand it, which is kind of funny. But it, it, there's other points in, in God's monologue that I want to get into as well, which okay. I think is interesting. Um, but it's funny because at the end of it, God then turns to the friends and be like, you all spoke wrongly about me. But Job you're spoke too, right. You're yeah. too simplistic. You don't understand the complexity of my justice and the way the world works. But Job spoke rightly. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like, when, when did he speak <laughs> like, rightly? Because Job, he Job, changed Job. his mind multiple <laughs> yeah. times. He was like, this is all God's fault. He's like, never mind. Never God's mind. okay. He's, <laughs> yeah. gonna, he's gonna make sure it's all all right. <laughs> But I blame him. Yeah. And that's... that's <laughs> Jacuzzi. <laughs> and I think that's what's funny about it. Because how could that be right? You know, it's like, that's the question I ask after I read it. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, what? This guy? <laughs> the guy who's like, God is awesome. He gets it. He's sweet. Um, You suck. <laughs> how could you do this to me? I'm a good person. <laughs> and then God's like, yeah, you spoke rightly because... I honor the struggle of there dealing with suffering. And that's that's the essence of the book of Job. Yeah. Is the answer is not obvious and it's in the yeah. struggle. Yeah. That's that's where your faith lies, is in the struggle. Yeah. Faith leads you to struggle with these questions. Yeah. And it doesn't lead to these simplistic answers that his friends were trying to give him. And so if I was gonna if I was gonna put my stamp on anything probably <laughs> in the sense of if there's an answer to Job, I think the answer is yeah, struggle through it. Be honest. I, I, I think that's part of what we see very early on, especially in the communications with his friends. Job is very, um, I guess, logical with it. He's being very like, nope, this is it. This is it. And then he gets very emotional and he's like, oh, crap, God might suck. <laughs> is God really good? Like, those are the questions that he, he works, he tries to work through. Yeah. Um, and I think that if there's an answer at all that we can look to, it's that yeah, struggle with this, but ultimately, it's it 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 should lead you to the a further humbling and fear of the Lord, in the in the sense of there's a lot we don't know, because that that's where ultimately it leads Job, where he realizes the error that he was in of accusing God, and says, oh crap, I messed up. <laughs> well, I. I- the, the way I've come to understand why God says that Job speaks rightly of God mm-hmm. is not that he uses the correct theology. He yeah. doesn't have the right answers. Yeah. But he keeps talking to God. Yeah. He keeps speaking of God. He's very honest. Where the friends are, are content to put condemnation straight on Job and not involve God in the conversation at all. Job yeah. says, God. Like he turns to God <laughs> and says, are you good? Like. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask the person that we're talking yeah. about. Are you the one that's actually good? Well, to the point where he's like, you need to come down here and give me an answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think those are, I think that's. <laughs> and he's laughing at us. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, I think, I think those are good things to struggle with. And I think that shows the honesty of the human struggle, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense of like, yeah, you don't always know. Job's on this massive roller coaster of ups and downs <laughs> continually. <laughs> so I think with that, I think that does necessarily, because Job doesn't have an answer to suffering, mm-hmm. 
what do we do with suffering? What do we make of suffering? Yeah. That's the question now. And it's a big question. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you have for that? Uh, yeah. So I, uh, of course I don't have, I think the, I think the right What's answer. What's the answer? <laughs> I have the answer. I'm of not going to tell you. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Cause you wouldn't get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I think, so I both think this is okay. I think the right answer up front is I don't know. Yeah. And then I think also that that's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. Right? We can't just talk it up as like, oh, God in his mysterious ways, right? That's not good enough. There's still suffering. Yeah. There's still reason to to interrogate. Why is there suffering? If there's, a, you know, Epicurus has, he's like, either God is, you know, either all good or all uh, omnipotent, all, all powerful. Mm. It doesn't seem like he's both. Hmm. Like, that's what suffering leaves us with, right? And so hmm. it takes faith to believe amidst this suffering, God is good, even when it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and I think we have to affirm that God is against evil in all of its ways. Mm-hmm. We, we have to affirm that God is against suffering in all of its ways. Yeah. And, I mean, the only answer, the only answer I really have, and it's still not a, a good answer— it's a good answer, but it's not a whole answer, right? <laughs> Trust me, it's because good. there's still suffering, so it's yeah. still not a good enough answer. Yeah, and you know, uh, Christian, the Christians have done a really bad job. They're just done bad at everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they, the majority has been content to just offer simplistic answers, just like the friends in Job. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're like, well, it ha- there has to be suffering in order for there to be free will. Yeah, it breaks down to Christianese. Yeah. It's like, it has to, right? And I, I agree with you in that sense. That's not good enough. I think that is a wrong answer. Like, we see God rebuking the three friends for making it overly simplistic. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I feel bad. Well, you should, because it's like, no, that's not a good answer. I think getting to it being saying, I don't know. I think that it can be a good answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so I think... My answer to suffering is God is against suffering, and we know this because that's what the cross represents. Mm-hmm. So why there is suffering, I don't know, but we can say that God is against it. Yeah. That's what the cross means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's interesting, too, to add to that. This is kind of what I alluded to earlier, which is where we look in the God monologue. We look at the two big ones, the behemoth and the Leviathan, mm-hmm. the people like. And so— this one's for James. <laughs> Little dragon reference. There we go. We see he talks about these two chaos monsters. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and he talks about them in ways like, I'm very proud of these two, <laughs> these two majestic beings. They are, they've, in that culture, they're revered as these dangerous and chaotic beings. And God's talking about them and saying like, yeah, they're a good part of my creation as well. Mm. And it's like, that adds some questions you know, it's like, wait, why is he talking about these dangerous beings saying, those are good as well. I'm very proud of these. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that I think that adds to the sense of, like, the question and the complexity of this is, like, why Why is this thing that we would perceive as evil, as, as, as chaotic, why is God saying this is also part of goodness? Hmm. Well, that's the thing about chaos is it's not always evil. Yeah. But, well, I... There's nothing wrong with what you just said, but I don't like the way you framed it, and here's why. Hmm. Because that's also another, you know, Christianese to to explain away evil, right? 
He's like, God's going to use that for good, right? Like, yeah, he's gonna, I, I don't like that answer. Because <laughs> what does that mean of evil? I'm very against it. You know what that means of evil? It means that evil's actually good. Yeah. And that it completely invalidates suffering yeah. and evil. And no, suffering and evil are real yeah. uh, realities, mm-hmm. even if it is a privation of the good. Like, it, it's still an experience that everybody has, and it is still something I think we have to affirm God is against. It's right. not something that God uses. Although yeah. God does make good of that evil, yeah. right? But he did not ordain that evil yes. just so he could make good of it, right? Right, he I takes agree. What, he takes what was already evil. Evil happens, and then he makes yeah. good from it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the difference there. And I do, I do agree with that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I like when we agree. Me too. <laughs> but everybody else loves when we disagree. <laughs> you sick people. <laughs> Bunch of sickos. <laughs> Bunch of sickos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of funny because I think that's kind of where I, I think we do agree on a lot of what we're talking about here, which is which is nice. <laughs> it's nice for us because we don't have to get mad at, <laughs> with ourselves at each other. <laughs> yeah, if we're not crying at the end of this one, it was it was a waste. worthless episode. Can we talk about suffering and not cry? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'm looking through my notes here as well. It's like, okay, what do we miss? Because I know there's a ton inside of here. Yeah. We kind of, we kind of touched it with a 10, 10,000 foot pole in a, in a sense of it. But yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's just where really where it comes down. I think that's where, where we need to really identify where we're being overly simplistic. Mm. Um, because I think it's very clear from the text and the story that God is saying, don't oversimplify it. Yeah. Because it's very complex. Yeah, you miss God when you simplify it. Yeah. Right. And I think that's that's the thing with suffering. And I think that's what makes it so difficult when someone is going through suffering. You're like, oh, I don't know what to say. And it's like, yeah, it's true. You don't. <laughs> because that person doesn't either. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's okay. Um, we don't have to have an answer because we don't have an answer. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's really where we come down to Job, and it sounds so chaotic, and it sounds very um, just ambiguous in the sense of like, yeah, suffering happens, and it's not good, but why does it happen? I don't know. It's <laughs> it's confusing. It's complex, but you going through it, you struggling through those answers, trying to come to those answers, and going to God is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I'm not saying struggling or evil is good, but yeah. struggling through those, working, C- wrestling continuing those. to wrestle rather than either to, either simplify it as yeah. Christians tend to do, yeah. or just completely say either God is uh, culpable or there is no God. Yeah, it's like we give up. Yeah, it's like, neither of those work. You have to continue to wrestle with God. Yeah, and that I mean that's the story of Israel. That's the story of yeah everybody. But literally, that's what Israel means. He wrestles with God. But it's true. <laughs> we had a very uh, physical manifestation of that <laughs> in the so Bible. One, one of my uh, uh, heretical statements I made during college, Ooh, during boy. A pre- a preaching class, <laughs> yes. I was assigned to preach on suffering. Right. Nice. And one of the things that my point was was God does not allow suffering, hmm. and that made everybody mad. And everybody wrote on the little critique note card, <laughs> they were like, "This isn't in the Bible." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they put that in there? <laughs> but 
I, I, I think we have to like. I think Epicurus's questions are right. Like, how can God be both good and all powerful? And and then there, there is this whole faction of Christianity right now. I mean, like Thomas Ord is like at the head of it, where he wrote this book called God Can't, hmm. and he's like he's. I mean, there's other open theists that came before him, but he's the most prominent one right now. He's like, God doesn't have, he isn't all powerful. He can't stop suffering. Hmm. And that's, a lot of Christians are leaning that way because it does seem that way. But I think that's also a simplistic answer. Yeah. I think the right thing to do is continue to wrestle with this seeming contradiction that God is good and all powerful in the midst of suffering. Hmm. It, It takes faith to believe that God is good in the midst of all this suffering. Yeah. It takes faith to believe that God is not allowing it and yet somehow he's all powerful over it. Like that doesn't even make Right. It doesn't add up. The math doesn't work. It sounds weird. <laughs> but I think we have yeah. to we have to learn to live with that contradiction. Yeah, and I think that's really what it is. It's a seeming contradiction for us because we can't and understand it. That's how the end of Job happens, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. He's like, "Hey, from your view, <laughs> It does look like I'm a terrible God and I'm allowing all this pain and suffering. But if you could see things from my perspective, you wouldn't think that. But I can't explain it to you because you don't understand it. It's you're so complex. No- <laughs> Me quoting Paul quoting Jordan Peterson. Yes, do, do Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I'll quote you, but I'm- that's awesome. That that phrase always comes back. It's one of my favorites. It's complicated. <laughs> Um, but you know, so I'll I'll be honest in this moment too, and I think that this is this is maybe a part <laughs> a part of what what Job kind of leans at in the sense of where are we being over, overly simplistic. Mm. So for myself, I don't know. If I'm I'm sure other people have this thought as well. Um, but how often do we have a thought where oh crap, something horrific just happened in my life or happened in someone else's life that I'm involved with? Like, oh, I, I'm involved with this person in some way, and something bad happened. Oh, it's because I screwed up. I did something that I, I, I knowingly did something bad, and then something bad happened to them. It's my fault. It's like, how often, how, I don't know how often you think that. I think that sometimes. And I think that's that's a sign of that, of what Job's talking about. Like, no, you're thinking about it wrongly. Mm. <laughs> that is overly simplistic of justice and what it looks like, and you're wrong. Mm. <laughs> I love telling people they're wrong. I'm calling myself out. I'm calling myself wrong. Paul, you're wrong, man. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> yeah, and 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 so I struggle with that sometimes too. And I don't I don't often recognize it. And I think that's something that that Job can teach us. And it's like you can't just simplify it to that point. Yeah. Something bad happened. Oh, I got into a car accident. That's ah, probably because I stole a, a cookie yesterday. <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. It's like no. <laughs> Not really how it works. <laughs> and it was, what's funny about it too, to add to the complexity, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but probably not. <laughs> and I think that's that's something that I would say to myself and for others. It's like let's look out for those things. Let's look out for those areas where you licked the chocolate, didn't you? No, it was a lime peel. You're going to fall asleep. Shut up, keep talking. <laughs> Shut and up, I keep think... talking. <laughs> Again, another contradiction. They but work, I think man. That's they make where... sense. That one works. Yeah. But I think that's what we have to look out for. I don't know if you have anything for, your, in your, for yourself in that, but it's like, yeah, that's where you can't simplify it to those things. I know even for myself, I, I think I told you this off air, 
one time. It's like, yeah, I, I have a lot of stuff in my notes. If someone does anything with my phone, just don't look at my notes, please. <laughs> There's a lot of honesty in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's part of it. It's like that's that's some people journal. I guess I write it in my iPhone notes for the cloud. Some FBI agent's like, oh, Paul's really struggling today. <laughs> but that's where I even look at like Psalms. And it's like that's that's the honesty we see in there. Where we mm. see him praising God, and we see him just cursing himself. Yeah, and yeah. and that's where I think that's part of the suffering. That's part of the struggle. It's like be open and honest with those thoughts between you and God. Be honest about those struggles, and find peace in the fact that you don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah, keep being honest about the fact that it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you can't ever find peace in that unless you struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Which. You know, uh, have you read The Brothers Karamazov? I haven't. By Fyodor Dostoevsky? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, his there. there's these two two of the main characters. Alyosha is the, the hero of the, the novel. Very long, dense Russian literature. It's a hard right read. It took, me a, it took me like three months to Dude, read Dude, there's it. some amazing Russian authors. And it's a novel. Authors. Like, novels are supposed to be easy to read. Not this one. <laughs> but, you know, there's, size the, eight, there's right. Ivan Karamazov, who's a strong, like, atheist-type figure, super intellectual. You mm-hmm. know, he can argue with anybody. And then there's Alyosha, who, who you know, he's in the monastery. He's serving under Father Zosima. And he's just this good old Christian boy, right? Yeah. And there comes this point <laughs> where he, he hikes his pants up. <laughs> he's, he's a good boy. Him and Ivan get in an argument. Well, Ivan's arguing, right? And Alyosha's just sitting there kindly listening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ivan's like, I cannot serve a god like that. I do not. I, if if that god exists, the god you say that exists, that allows, I, I can't remember the exact story he tells, but he basically tells a story of, like, I think a kid getting, like, I think it has something to do with, like, a dog, like, attacking him or something. And it, I don't know the other option is it's, a girl getting locked in like a the outhouse or something, something like that. It's bad. It's like God allowed yeah. this evil suffering on this child, this young innocent hmm. child. Hmm. That is not a God I'm w- willing to serve. And even if that God is, exists, I'm returning my ticket. I will not get on that train toward hmm. him. And Alyosha is just sitting there like, hmm. <laughs> I don't have a response to that. And then throughout the rest of the novel, he continues to live out his faith. He's the one that continues to keep going house Mm. to house to all the people that are in need. He's Mm. he's the one that continues to live out his faith by serving those who need him. Yeah. He's always where people need him. Mm. And literally, the novel ends, spoiler alert, the novel ends kind of- I was just uh, about to read it. (laughs) Kind of upsetting. It's like, that is like, that's just, that's just, it just ends. It's like, there's nothing exciting at the end. It's just like- Oh, he's hanging out with these kids that need need a mentor. Wow! And it's like, well, that's because that's what that's the, what's the, what the Christian life looks like. Yeah, right. It's the one. It, it's being there when you need to be there. Yeah, it's it. It reminds me of the analogy I've heard in so many sermons, <laughs> but it's the idea of there's a guy at the beach, and there's a bunch of clams on the beach, and he's throwing one in the water one at a time. And someone's like, there's no way you're going to help. Look at all these clams you can't touch. He's like, yeah, I can't I can't help all of them, but I can save I can help this one. No. I can help this one. And oh, I think man. I think that's that's a result of that. It's like we can't help. I can't help. You can't not anyone. We can't solve we can't help anyone suffering, but we can help the person we're in front of right now. And I think that's that's part of the struggle that Job reached. Are we going to cry this? <laughs> this <one>? I, <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but I think that's 
that's part of the hardness in that discipline in the Christian life is like you can't help everybody, but we can do the best we can in, with the people we have in our life now. Yeah. And we can't answer the question of suffering. We can't answer the question of why I woke up today. <laughs> but we can do our best to help others struggle through those. We can struggle with them through those questions. Yeah. <laughs> no! Don't cry on me! <laughs> I was just thinking about all the clams. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you about the ones he threw in his basket for eating them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, this was a fun episode, even if we are. It's just different mood today, you know. It is, and I think it's okay. <laughs> I'm exhausted. It's funny we're that we're. Gin. It's fun that it's funny that we're in like beach clothes oh, and yeah, beach we're totally mode right relaxed. now. Relaxed. We're chill. We're, we're throwing clams in the ocean. Yeah, and Job's over here suffering away. <laughs> <laughs> we got it made in the shade, man. Yeah, dude. It, it's kind of ironic, I think. It is. But it, it kind of goes back to that idea of. Just order and chaos. <laughs> yeah. It always comes back to that, it seems like. I feel like like that's like life. It's like or it's either order or chaos. Yeah. That seems to be stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Life is crazy. So I, I guess the only things I would I would harp on to end yeah. is God is against evil. God is against suffering. Mm-hmm. And God does not intentionally though god makes good of evil he doesn't use it yeah he doesn't intend it on anybody Mm -hmm. yet when it happens he's he's there to make good of it right yeah we see this over and over in the christian faith right yeah Uh, people come and they have their testimonies where they're like you know i had these terrible things happen to me and this this led me to god Mm. but that doesn't mean god used that to get them to himself he's not yeah. a teleological god yeah you know he doesn't it's not about the ends justify the means he's yeah he's just good and all he does is good right he makes it rain on the just yeah. and the unjust rain's a good thing because <laughs> it makes the crops grow yeah yeah <laughs> well it's funny let's look looking at the two sides and i i, I kind of uh, i guess i'll end with this one as well as like we look at we look at joseph <laughs> a very good story <laughs> We look at him. He went through a whole lot of horrible things, and he even says himself, God used this. What you intended for good, God used for good. Yeah. What you intended for evil. Sorry. Not what you intended for good. You tried to do good, but you messed up. (laughs) You done messed up. (laughs) Yeah, and so we see that story. That's a a success story. But then we have other books of the Bible. (laughs) We have Lamentations. The whole thing is about suffering. (laughs) We see Job. It's a story, even though it ends well, it's about massive suffering. And yeah, I agree with you in that sense. God does not, God does not just allow this stuff. He doesn't mm. just su- put suffering on top of us. But suffering happens. Yeah, it does. And He does something with it. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. Does that inspire hope? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, all in all, is there an answer to suffering? No. <laughs> But keep asking the questions. But keep working through it. Yeah. Don't give up. I, I think I think that's what Job is saying. Yeah, suffering happens. Don't just don't just give up to it. Don't just be like, eh, I guess I'm suffering. I guess life sucks. That's it. He's saying, no, struggle with it, wrestle with it, 
Talk to God. <laughs> yeah. Call God Address out. Address <laughs> God directly. Don't listen to your yeah. stupid friends. <laughs> your friends don't know anything. And, that, <laughs> and if you're that friend, <laughs> understand you don't know anything. <laughs> Being that friend, I don't know anything. <laughs> All I can do is listen and struggle with you. Oh. <laughs> Good answer, man. <laughs> and that, that would be my answer to it. We can't do anything. That's what Alyosha does. Yeah. He struggles with those who are yeah. struggling. And he that's all you can do. He doesn't have an answer. He does yeah. not have an answer. He looks naive. Yeah. And yet he continues to yeah. go and struggle alongside those who are struggling. And that's and I would argue that's the Christian life. That's the Christian. That's what God tells Job. You don't know the answer. You can't even begin to understand a bit of it. But struggle with it. Exactly. The Christian life is not about <laughs> answers. It's so not about right. certainty. <laughs> It's about living a a life of love for others and and to whatever is good, true, and beautiful to God. Yeah. Which usually the best way to do that is by loving others. That's one <laughs> yeah. thing that we can materially see happening, right? Yeah. And uh, I'll end with this. This is why I love this podcast too. This is why I love doing it with you, and I'm saying this – because it works, and also because this is the last one that you this we might be remote in the next one, and so I want to make sure I say this. <laughs> yeah, we struggle together. God says struggling is bad, or, or suffering is bad, but struggling is good. <laughs> struggling with the problem of it is good, and He honors that. Life is complicated. Life is confusing. Life is hard. But struggling with those things is a good thing. Mm. God, in the sense of we look at Job's story, God seems to condone the sense of, yeah, question him. Question the things that he said and work through those. Ask him. Struggle with him. And that's what I love about this. We're struggling with each other (laughs) on topics. And I think that is a holy thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. I love the way you said that. Thank you. Uh, there's There's a Penny and Sparrow lyric. My friend Jack loves Penny and Sparrow. He got it tattooed on him, actually. Mm. And I'll basically set up the tattoo that he has. The, the lyric from one of their songs is this, is, listen, we're all struggling, mm. so we might as well struggle pretty. <laughs> yeah. Let's close the tab. Let's close it, man. Cheers. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode, whether you're watching or listening. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope that you can struggle with us. (laughs) Yeah, struggle along with us. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We know we're struggling. Check us out on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is paululi94 on both. And I'm hinkle3 underscore Trey. And thank you so much to Maximize Digital Media and Annie Yuli for laughing at us and producing this episode. We'll catch you next time.